Alright, what is up team? It is I, Mark D, IT guy, dad, and generally bad movie nerd. And things are just falling off my desk because that is the hot mess that I am in these times. In the last episode I asked I asked you to check in with yourself. I can't I can't actually say that word. But I asked you to check in with yourself. I'm going to ask you that one more time because I feel that it is valuable. So, so, so do that now. If I wasn't, if I wasn't clear. All right. Good. Excellent. So I have a movie that, um, let me bring it back a little bit. This is not a standard episode, although it is a full episode in the eyes of iTunes. Uh, but this episode is on a movie that I saw for the first time over the past week. This movie is called Beyond the Black Rainbow. And it's uh, directed and written by Panos Cosmatos, who is a son of uh, George Cosmatos, which is a relatively known Hollywood director who directed several Sylvester Stallone vehicles, right? He directed some pretty big movies, some pretty known movies. So not, not a scrub. But this is Panos Cosmatos' uh, debut movie and it is called again beyond the black rainbow and i'm a little fuzzy on the release date not gonna lie but i believe it's 2010 2011 somewhere in there and this is a big movie this is um i remember how in the last episode about scarface i talked about suspiria well Holy fuck, this is uh, New Suspiria in my book. This movie stunned me, it awed me. It hypnotized me with its visuals, with its sounds, with its premise. And I'd like to talk about that. So visually, this movie is stunning, and the director of photography, I should have kept the window open, but I don't know that I did. I don't know that I did. I did. Here we go. Any second now. Oh, the director of photography... Director of photography is Norm Lee. L I. Norm, like Norman Lee. And Norm Lee has done 
more than a couple of things. And he's he's been working pretty steadily uh, with his last thing being a camera op, interestingly enough. Um, for the 2019, the body remembers when the world broke open. And I find that shocking because... Well, he was also a cinematographer, so I should fuck myself and, and shut up. Thanks, IMDb. Because he was the also cinematographer of Beyond the Black Rainbow, which is one of the most visually stunning movies I've seen in quite some time. Honestly, to be perfectly genuine with you. My audience, who I am always genuine with, right? And there is um, a very fascinating aesthetic in this movie. And a lot of it comes from the cinematography, but a lot of it also comes from set design and blocking, right? I would call it striking. I would call it graphic not in terms of explicit nature, but in terms of uh, geometric, in terms of a graphic designer's thought process on, on line work, on brush strokes, on composition. I would call it graphic. I would say that the lighting could potentially be characterized as wild i would consider this feral lighting not in that it is unplanned but that it is so um a departure from the explicitly accepted styles of lighting in that it is such a departure that we cannot help but understand it uh or misunderstand it maybe perhaps or not understand it although i do it's um, definitely in service of the plot and of, of the themes. I'm just trying to make this metaphor go, but it's it's not. So I'm going to drop it. But compositionally, this movie is very strong. It uh, features a lot of maybe extreme close-ups, uncomfortable close-ups. It is meant to disturb you. It is meant to bring you into some characters in a way that is uncomfortable intentionally. There is also beautiful, stunning symmetry. The um, the machine, the device, right? The scenes where the device is, is at, the device is staged not unlike that um, very characteristic scene of Holy Mountain with the man in black and the two, you know, flanked by the two women in the black and white room. The machine is staged similarly, but in a reflective black stage. And when the smoke machine turns on, when the smoke appears on the machine, it is beautiful in a way that is genuinely breathtaking. The production design includes all of these um, sterile sets, which are, they tend to be reflective, but usually it's black, right? So it is, it is a dark reflection. It's a hardly, 
a reflection. Um, control surfaces in this movie were something that stood out to me in that they are so unique, they mostly don't have actual physical features. If you see a blinking light that indicates a button, it is odds are that there is a blinking light behind the, the glass surface that is, you know, the wall or the panel. And there are a couple of exceptions to that. There's a, a giant rotary knob that Dr. Nile uses to turn up and down the pyramid machine in question. And there's also a giant, almost like a, a it, it's a cube, but it's almost like a glowstone. It is lit internally that he pushes into a control panel that gives it like, um, almost like a sliding rock sound as if it were an Indiana Jones movie. And that begins the, the sentionauts kind of sequence. And that is beautiful in and of itself, if only for its uniqueness in this movie. It is one of the few things like it in the whole movie. Um, there is also a very thematic use of color. Uh, the movie's called Beyond the Black Rainbow. And in thinking about that and knowing it, and paying attention to it and understanding that the colors of the rainbow are Roy G. Biv, right? You will then, as the movie progresses, note and see their use of color and how intentional it is. That intentionality in the later movie is indicative of the intentionality of the absence of color or the sparing use of color in the beginning of the movie, right? So that only grants it more validity, more credence, if you will. The sound on this movie is um, unsung. And this movie didn't, it didn't go under the radar completely. The, the people who know, know. And I'll say now that there are a certain major media or a certain media that I am a fan of that were inspired. And among those are uh, Seth Ackerman in the Carpenter Brute video for Turbo Killer. And if they came across that aesthetic on their own independently, I'm all for it. But it feels more than a tad influenced by Beyond the Black Rainbow for various reasons and I think you should watch both and there will be links for this video in the description but also Stranger Things and that was discussed I think in their kind of Talking Dead style talk show where somebody was like oh, before the Black Rainbow and that's actually the first time that I had ever heard about this movie um, in that show when they were talking to the Duffer Brothers and they mentioned before Beyond the Black Rainbow. So that's when it became on my radar. But it is the inspiration. It is not a ripoff. It is the inspiration for Eleven, if you will, because Stranger Things is, is much more than just that. So I would never begin to even consider it a ripoff or or a copy. It's, it's different, but it is also 
more. It is much bigger in its ambition. And I, I completely love and adore all of the cast and crew and production of Stranger Things. But also there was a video game that I played that I enjoyed you know, the majority of it, and, and, and there's complications there because when you play it as, as two players, as it, it, it can be played, it is actually very, very boring for one player, but this is a David Cage game called Beyond Two Souls, starring Ellen Page and Willem Dafoe, and they are mo-capped, they're motion captured, and they, they do acting in this game as, as they do in David Cage games, Heavy Rain, and Detroit becoming human and things like that. And there's a whole subset of the internet that's like, oh, fuck David Cage. And I don't I don't understand it, but I also don't subscribe to it. Having been somebody who organically came across these things and had such a pleasant experience. So I'm not here to discuss that. I don't actually know where that sentiment comes from. And, and that's the long and the short of it. But I, I enjoyed it very much and I... I understand it now, and I love Beyond the Black Rainbow maybe more for it. Additionally, I think that maybe Control, the game, the new game, it's like a 2019 game, I haven't played it yet, hasn't been on sale and I haven't had the time, but Control may share some thematic similarity, although the architecture in Control is more brutalist. Uh, cement and things like that versus this weird uh, mid-century super modern that exists in beyond the black rainbow but perhaps in sound they share they share a lot right because sound as I'm talking about because I already talked about production design and I did not clearly do a good job but The sound, the low thrumming, that is a, a practical sound delivered through the movie's devices, through the, the pyramid device, if you will, and the synth, but not synth wave. It's not a meme, it's not a copy, but it is uh, of that ilk, of those of that texture in a different way, almost uh, like a post-rock, it's post synth in some ways but then it is very synth in others um the forever dilating eye is one of my favorite tracks and it has the synthy oh, 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 oh. and again a bad impression but i'm not going to play the music here just for simplicity's sake but i will drop a link for the soundtrack of this movie and understand that run program Sentionauts, I believe is the name of the track, is like one of my favorite music anything in a long, long time. It is, it, it touched me in a very, I, I'm not going to say personal because that, that seems flippant, but it, 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 in a very, I don't it resonated right it didn't touch me it resonated with me in a very real way the the organ right and it, it doesn't sound better when i say that it you know the hammond or the fender roads or, or whatever the emulation was they used 
uh, I think a Jupiter. Um, they use a couple of synths. I'll drop a link to the Wikipedia, and you know they use profits and things. I'll drop a link to the Wikipedia. You can you can do your thing there. It's not it's not a thing. It's just read as much as you want. I think read the most you can because this movie is fantastic. But watch it first. But that sound, the sound design of the world, it's, it's usually pretty sparse, but it is well done, well, well done in the understanding that the majority of it is in the service of the soundtrack or this, this sound layer, this sound kind of grass of which, on which everything stands. The performances in this movie... I should say there's not much dialogue in this movie. There's very little. And the performances in this movie are unique to this movie. They are interesting. But for the most part, there is one that is a standout performance. There is one main actor, I would say, who is not necessarily the main character or one of the main characters. He would be one of the main characters. But uh, Michael Rogers, a Canadian actor who's been in a lot of things. He delivers uh, one of the more unique and uncomfortable performances that I've seen. And that's very fascinating to me. It is genuinely engaging uh, and simultaneously off-putting. Very off-putting, but also very engaging. I am drawn in. And I cannot look away, although I am, my skin is crawling. So I will say that everybody came and, and did their work. Also the, the actor, whoever it was, I don't have the name in front of me, who performed the point, the, the part of the sentionaut. Congratulations, you are stellar, but also very tall. It, there's a lot. Uh, Michael Rogers, though, pulls, you know, this character off of the page into life. He, he gives life to this character of Dr. Barry Nile, head researcher at the Arborea Institute that we cannot help but believe but also be repulsed by it's it's very not very complex but it is complex it is not single faceted and I don't want to jump too far into spoilers because there's there's actually a lot to it but the writing of this movie is I, I don't want to use the word ponderous because it has a negative connotation but um moody perhaps atmospheric if you will there are several themes that are explored um there's definitely a theme of control and in that i get the undercurrent of a theme of abuse right there's a, a fascination on women's reproductive rights that 
I couldn't help but have been pointed out by Neil Stevenson in the fantastic book Seven Eves, which everyone should re read, which is also probably a 40-hour audiobook, where fundamentalists, quote-unquote, are, are simply fascinated with controlling women's reproductive rights. And I cannot help but read from this movie a bit of that, and part of that comes through these fantastic illustrations from the production. The illustrator, again, whose name I don't have on me, as this is a very short episode. I would have tracked down all their artwork and just tried to dive in there, but it's in the credits. There's also a theme of corruption of power. Uh, Ronald Reagan is featured on TV more than a couple of times. I think it might be three times in total. The, the majority of the movie takes place in 1983. And I cannot help but think that the Arborea Institute is a thing that started out one way but was corrupted. That Barry Nile, through the plot of the movie, is changed in in many ways for the worse. And the fact that there's is not a lot of dialogue doesn't detract from that because the the preceding right like what I've just talked about the sound you know the performance the performances sorry I hit that thing and the visuals really carry this this mood forward this is a movie where where less writing maybe gets you more or the writing is different it's not dialogue but it is more scene direction right This movie's not without flaws. There is one... One glaring flaw that I think prevented this movie from being absolutely huge and enormous, and it is that... The endings... It leaves a lot to be desired. It is... It, I don't... I wouldn't call it... It sucks, but there's a lot of build-up to little perceived payoff. I think thematically... Thematically, it pays off in several ways, but it also seems budget-friendly. It also seems like this movie was made without a lot of funding and could not go into grandeur in special effects. They went very low budget into the special effects for the ending. They spent as little as possible although there were some and they were practicals and I appreciate that also Chris uh, Gauthier uh, I believe this is his name who was the cafe owner in Eureka makes an appearance Eureka is also a Vancouver show and I believe that this movie was filmed in Vancouver so I will I will take that kind of symmetry and I like Eureka like it's not my favorite show, but I, I fucking like that. I love those characters. I don't know what to tell you.
there's a lot of influence from older movies that that came into this and um panos cosmatos has i think in summary right panos cosmatos has in beyond the black rainbow taken the whole of these influences and these these influences that a child could have 2001 THX 1138 you know things like that and has distilled them distilled this mash essentially into a, a successful liquor of of an experience it, it stimulates the, the various senses and it's not a ripoff of any but it is reminiscent of, of many and I, I love that and I appreciate it and maybe that that is, uh, metaphor is a bit much, but I I worked not too much on it either, so I won't take offense. As always, you can tweet at me at coolmarkd, cool with a C and Mark with a K, and that name is a joke. I don't actually think I'm cool, but let me know what you thought. Let me know if you saw Beyond the Black Rainbow. If not Twitter, uh, Letterboxd is Mark D20, right? Like Mark 20 sided dice. Mark again with a K. I don't really review things there, but maybe I will transcribe this into Letterboxd and see how it goes. Thank you for listening. I just, I was so struck by this movie, genuinely that I felt that I had to do something. I couldn't just let it be. This was not on the plan. I actually have a completely different movie planned for my podcast next, but I, I don't want to do like a one and a half hour deep dive of this one because I've only seen it once. But it, it was so, 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 so much effective. It affected me in a real way. So. Again, stay safe. Be nice. Wear a mask. Black Lives Matter. Mark D forever.